I'm Gregory Day. You're listening to a special episode of pdxpodcast.com. Today's special guest via telephone is Chandler Kinchler of Blues Traveler. They're playing Portland on November 18th at the Crystal Ballroom. Let's get Chan on the line right now. Hello, hello. Is this Chan? Can you hear me? I hope so. <laughs> hello? Yes, hello, is this Chen? This is Chandler. Yes, wow, great this to connect Gregory? with you. Yes, yes. Terrific. I like your enthusiasm. I have to tell you, I really enjoyed hearing you on a WAMC's roundtable talking about the old days. Got a real kick out of that, hearing about all the crack in New York. Well, I mean, at that time, it, it, it was crack New York. <laughs> Before Giuliani, right. a little bit since then. You know, it was interesting. Um, we loved it, and luckily we were young kids, so we had the energy. The most interesting part was that we were, our first, all our first gigs were at a, um, like, open mic talent night. There was even some nights they would turn the, turn the mic off on us because we played too loud. Were you actually co-headlining with the Spin Doctors at that point, or was that later on? Later. Um, the Spin Doctors, Chris, Chris Barron, was... Um, Your buddy. for the Spin Doctors, was our buddy from back in, back in Princeton, and he, we, we brought him up to New York. I'm not sure how much of the backstory will be shared, so I'll put some of the backstory in. But he came up to um, New York and, and actually lived with us, and for about two months was in Blues Traveler before he started Spin Doctors. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. There's more. There's so much more backstory. Well, as, I, as is as is typical. Right, right. No, I, I love the stories of you hustling to get gigs, trying to trying to nail down a Monday in front of two or three people. Our, our genius was, we actually didn't have a gig at Nightingale before that, but right. what we did, and and, and I guess I go back to uh, drug stories again. Um, we. Got this place called the Lismore Lounge. However, that and the the UNG didn't light up, so it just said Lismore Low. And we um, worked with the, the guy who ran the place with, with in quotations, and um, he would do dollar. This is how he made his money. He would do dollar drafts in the basement, and we put out flyers because we uh, had a friend who was a drug dealer. And we did um, free mushroom tea and joints. And then he would sell the dollar drafts, and we played down in the basement of the Louis Marlowe, where literally a rat came and ran across um, the, the guy serving the beer's leg in the middle of the show. And backstage was actually like this underbelly of New York City, where there were street signs from like the 19, like 1910, from when New York was like a, a foot lower. That's old New York. Yeah, it was. So that's kind of how we got started. And then we moved up to Nike. Rats, drugs, and blues traveler. I love it. I love it. <laughs> if you say it like that, it makes perfect sense.
I love how you guys, the story of how you guys came to create this this new album. It was well, a lot of the songs came together in a garage, like like back in the old days, in a garage that is in a house rented in Nashville. Yeah, like like all good music, it usually comes together in a garage. Um, yes. How did that come together? How did you? Well, how did that happen? We, we hadn't we hadn't really made a made a record in years that was all straight blues traveler music where where the the, the band members had come, actually done it we worked with collaborators or or different songwriters right. so we were interested to see if we could write a few songs how it would go like most things it's, you kind of you just put your toe in the water for a little bit and see what happens um but i think you know part of it had to do with the fact that we had this terrific house up in the mountains outside of nashville and we would just sit down together and we looked at, you know, looked at each other across the room and all these great songs materialized. And it's just, it's a wonderful experience because sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. Sometimes nothing good comes out comes, you know? Um, and we were, you know, when, once the music started flowing, we were all just very inspired and happy to be a part of it. But you never know. However, I will say that I think the house had something to do with it. You do, really? I think it's just a, a wonderful view that has a lot to makes it makes something happen. It's kind of a silly question here. I, I mean, I love silly questions. Okay, uh, where do you keep your Grammy? You know, that is a good question. <laughs> For the longest time, I kept it in my bathroom, on my on my guest in the guest bathroom on the toilet. It's a good, you know, it's a good place to leave it where you can show it off, but treat it with you know, as as with the irreverence that it deserves. Really, I mean. Not that I'm not proud of it, but it shows people that you don't care too much. Right. But they get to see it. Great, great. I love it. And, and now, um, my apartment in Los Angeles, where I live, I actually, and, and like most of these things, as I get older, I'm a little more proud of what we've done as I used to be. The better. So I've got my 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 gold, my platinum records up on the wall, and I actually have my Grammy on top of the bookshelf, staring out right over the living room where you can't miss it. Oh, great. <laughs> Great conversation piece. It's a lot cooler. Now I just want to show up. Now, um, I love the title of this new album. I'm, I'm curious how that that came to be. How you came to come at that title because it reminds me of my time in the military because we always had to hurry up and hang around. Yeah, that's and that's the music business as well. Though the military is, I think, a little more important, but it's. Um, and, and and as well with us, somehow we we just kept it together and we kept keep touring and playing and have you know kept kept uh, making new records and you know being a functional band. And I think that's kind of what this, this album was a, a celebration of. And we were just very real, real realized we've written all this great new music. And we were like a thriving real band. Yes. And that's kind of the. That's the kind of the experience that we, we came through. Um, a celebration. Now, 
Right. It's a great yeah, word. No, great word to use. I can I can hear that. I can hear that celebration. Yeah. And it, it, you. you know, a great part of being in a band is you get to document it. It, it I started listening to your first album again and four and uh, the new album and it's right it's it's you know it's like a triptych it's it's the three just uh, are a wonderful mix together i love that you've got well, back you, to your roots and, and you're very you're very wise for us each each album is uh, is very much as soon as i hear those songs from any of those records i remember exactly where i was what the earth was like what the united states was like um, they're very much a document of, of that place and time, and hopefully some of that comes out in the music. I, I wanted to ask you a follow-up to um, that interview on on the uh, radio station. You mentioned that you'd like to take the band on tour to uh, to South America. Now that that would be interesting to, to go to Brazil, take this music to uh, see how it plays in Argentina. Uh, uh, you know what? Oh, really interesting. Uh, our live, I think our live music would would play well anywhere. Anywhere, I'd like to think, but mainly it would be just fun for the adventure for us. To, to go somewhere new. And we actually get a lot of feedback from South America, people asking us to come down there. So really? it's always been this little uh, sideshow for us. Like, come to South America. We're like, gosh, darn it, why can't we get to South America? <laughs> so it's, it's it's kind of a dream of ours. Hopefully the gigs come together to make it work. Great. Uh, look, uh, yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. Uh, I would like to wrap it up and just ask you about your relationship with the producer, Matt Rowlings, on this LP and, and what role he had. I, I read, I mean, from an interview with John, that it was a musical education. And and what well, about for you? What about it's, for you? Well, with, with, without a doubt, the, the greatest thing, I mean, Matt Rowlings is a great producer. He's got a great ear. He's got endless patience. But the <clears throat> greatest thing is, He's an amazing player. And I, it's the first producer we've had who's actually a player. Yes, yeah, great it kind piano. Of changes, it, it changes the dynamic when he's suggesting ideas or come, we're trying to come up with a, you know, a bridge or you know, this, um, to have someone who can actually um, is make, just touch a piano accord right. that sounds like heaven. So, I mean, that, that's a different relationship than we've had with past producers. Right. Wow. No, it, it sounds very fresh. Very fresh. Terrific to hear. I appreciate that, sir. Yeah, the album just came out today. How's, how's the reception been? How, what have you been hearing? Well, um, so far, you've said nice things about it. So I'm all, um, that's, that's, been a, that's been a plus. And then I'm heading over to the, to the uh, venue where we're playing tonight in New Jersey. And we'll see where it goes from there. Memories of Portland uh, you'd like to share or uh, or the Pacific Northwest? I know you guys love traveling. Uh, are, you, are you kidding? Portland <laughs> is one of the grandest cities in the country. Um, and my dear friend David Melody lives there, so we always... We always get a chance to go watch a little football and hang out together when I go up there. So I'm looking forward to seeing him oh, and really? the rest of Portland. Oh yeah, who's your team? The Jets. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Steelers. Not, thankfully, not the Jets. Well, I grew up in uh, Jersey, where 
which doesn't have a football team. So luckily right. I get to choose from around me, Eagles, Steelers, Giants. Mm-hmm. And when I was a, a youngster, uh, I like I me some Jack Lambert. Fantastic. Who, who you may or may not know if you're not a foot, uh, American football fan, but he was the middle linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Now you were a rock jock back in the day. You were known as the rock jock back in high school. So uh... Was I known as that? You know, that's on bluestraveler.net. Fact. I did a bit of deep, deep Googling on you. <laughs> who, who put that in there? I mean, I did play sports <laughs> in high school, but rock jock? Yeah, apparently that, that was written down. You know, people write things online, and uh, are they true? What's in your Wikipedia yeah, page? I, mean, it's I often... did play sports. I did play sports, and I did play music. It's a great so, title, I think, Rock Jock. It kind of works. <laughs> hey, if people write something, there must be some element of it that's true, right? Yes, that's very true, and people love Blues Traveler. Looking forward to the show. Thank you, Chan. This was a lot of fun, and uh, boy, a great new album. It, it, it starts with a bang, and uh, um, it, it's classic It's classic Blues Traveler, but, but for a modern age, for 2018. I appreciate that, but it is kind of classic Blues Traveler. It's kind of old school. Very in, much, in the yes. New, in the new era, Yes, which is cool. I appreciate it. It's great talking to you, man. Thank you, Chan. Cheers. Talk to you soon. All right. See you down the line. How about that? Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. That's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back shortly. See you then. 